0: Who's on in and he scores! Three times in one week. Man, you folks are getting lucky this week. It's the Pod Street Bullies, the Flyers' flagship pod- podcast, good lord, of Philadelphia Sports Network. Folks. I am resident beer-chugging champion of PSN, Derek Bob. Oh, get over it. <laughs> it's like and, glory days, man.
1: And I'm tied for second place John Gove. Folks, we've got a couple things
0: to touch on here today. Obviously, we know the news. Um, last episode, we talked. We had the mock draft. That was the one episode. The episode before that, we talked about the Niskanen move and what I guess the the McDonald buyout as well. We have another move, two more moves to talk about. But first on the agenda tonight, the Flyers traded a second and a third round pick to San Jose for defenseman Justin Braun. Um,
1: Just just to clarify, Derek, and I want to make sure I'm right on this, it was a 2019 second and a 2020 third. Absolutely,
0: yes. Good clarification there. I'm glad you caught that. Um, So, no, we do get to keep the third rounder this year. Um, But next year we're out of a third rounder. Whatever. So be it. But this move, man, a lot of people are questioning Fletcher now. And I I understand. I get it. But when you dig a little deeper,
1: this move doesn't seem
0: all that bad, I guess, in my mind at least.
1: No, I agree with you. I I completely agree with you. I mean, you know, you got those people that kind of want to hold on to those picks because they think that we're going to succeed with a million prospects. But, I mean, you really – you just gave up future assets for somebody who – is a veteran presence. He's a stay-at-home defenseman. He's going to help shore up that blue line. Which, as much as we lo- love the young guys, there were a lot of holes on that blue line last year.
0: There was, and I think getting a guy like Braun fills that another veteran hole. Um, the guy put the guy soaks up twenty twenty-one minutes a game, which is which is great, you know. And judging by a lot of the reaction on the fa- the not Facebook post, the twit, the tweet from the San Jose Sharks uh, official Twitter account. He was a really liked guy in San Jose.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have no problem with this move. It, you know, we're bringing on cap a cap hit and whatever, but it's for a year. I don't think that that's a problem at all. He's going to help make a a short-term improvement.
0: You're right. And for 3.8, I mean, it's it's not pennies, but it's not, you know – like what we're going to talk about here in a few minutes with the next deal that happened <laughs> and the next shoe that dropped. Um, but, you know, overall, I think that this is just Fletcher's way of kind of putting a stamp on the franchise as well because you know, it's his team now. He's the GM. He's going to do what he needs to do to get Philadelphia back to the promised land. And, you know, So many people are so accustomed to these slow off seasons under Hextall where, you know, we're signing guys like Ryan White and Boyd Gordon and Dale Weiss. And not many people are, you know, uh, we're still adjusting to these big splashes that are happening, you know.
1: Right. And I mean, I think there's two things here. The first thing when it comes to the fans and the, their displeasure, they're not seeing those big talked about names, you know, that we've been talking about. And every other media outlet has been talking about Bala, the Truba or the Subban or people like those. But we have to remember that the asking price is typically high. I mean, Jacob Truba ended up going for nothing, but uh. – you know, they're not the only people available, and I'm sure that Fletcher kicked the tires on all those people and just the deal wasn't there. Um, he had to have done his due that.
0: diligence. I mean right. that's you know, that's what GMs do, that's what they're paid to do.
1: Right. I mean and the second thing, and I think it's shown even more with the next move we'll talk about, is Fletcher is in a is under a great deal of pressure from upper management. Holmgren and everybody else, you know, he needs to do what Hextall couldn't, you know, patience is not what he's, I mean, what Holmgren hired him to do. It's, he's got to show results.
0: You're right. Hextall was basically crucified for not taking that next step. You know, I guess it was the three step process. Um, And that third step always eluded him. And this is the step that Chuck Fletcher has come into. Um, lots of pressure from Holmgren, I'm sure. Um, I just, it, it, scares me a bit because I feel like we are getting close to reverting back to the way Holmgren was, but that really ridiculous move hasn't happened yet where people are standing there like, what in the world, you know?
1: Right. Well, with this move, keep in mind, yes, we traded a second round pick and a third round pick, but we applauded Hextall for his ability to draft prospects. They're still in the system. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, and that's why I'm OK with this deal. You know, draft picks are great, but you can only have so many prospects in the system. We've talked about it over and over and over again. I would rather draft – I mean, I would rather deal a draft pick of something we don't know what we're going to get then give up a prospect when we have a pretty good idea that this person could be an impact player at the NHL level.
0: You're right. And basically what it does is, you know, you send a prospect. It's someone that people have already done the homework on, you know? Right. So everybody's like, oh, we know essentially what we could have with this guy. You send a draft pick. It's like, who knows who, if whoever they pick with those two picks, they could be busts and we make right. out like bandits here. Right. Yeah. So Justin Braun, the newest addition to the Flyers blue line, um yay or nay, what do you think? Overall grade for you?
1: I uh, yeah, I'm okay with it. I mean, it's it's like a it's like a B B- minus where yeah. like I'd be fine with that in high school and college. Um other people might not be. That kind of <laughs> deal. Um but no, I'm fine with it. I'm not up in arms with this. It's a it's a one-year thing and I think think it provides a uh short-term upgrade to the blue line.
0: Yeah. We're on the same wavelength. I agree. Um you know, it, it's Kind of a low-risk move. you got one year. He's kind of banking on Braun returning to form. And he's a defensive defenseman. And that's, you know, something I shouldn't say the Flyers have been lacking, but something that they could definitely use on the back end.
1: And now we've got balance as far as the handedness.
0: Exactly. And that's nice. I mean, as much as We people, haven't had that forever. Oh, yeah. And people will knock it and say, you don't need a lefty and a righty on the same pairing. Well, it kind of helps, too. You know... Right. Yeah, but, but
1: it, if you can get it, then that's good. I mean, you might not need it, but I think that it's preferred if you can get it.
0: Yeah. I mean, you got to think the way they're going to shoot at the net, you know, the angles. It, it works better if you're playing the left side as a right-handed defenseman and vice versa. Right. Yeah. So moving on to the big news, which happened, it is, seven, it is about 8 o'clock Wednesday night. About a little after 8 o'clock on Tuesday night, the Flyers announced they're – No, they officially announced it earlier today, but everybody knew what was coming. Um, Kevin Hayes, the forward, the center that the Flyers traded a fifth-round pick for, negotiating rights, has finally signed with the Flyers. And the terms, the deal, the the semantics of the deal, um, according to Chris Johnson from Sportsnet, we got these here. Year one of his deal, he's going to make a $4 million base salary and a $5 million signing bonus. Year 2 and 4, $3.75 million base and a $5 million signing bonus. Year 3 and $9 million base, flat, no signing bonus. $6.5 million base, year 5 with no signing bonus as well. Year 6 and 7, $4 million base, $1.25 million signing bonus. Um, there's a lot more
1: intricacies to this deal as well. Right. Well, hey, but we also should plug... Our uh, numbers guy here, Connor Bogard, coming in with the uh, the cap that's left, right? Oh, 20, absolutely. Twenty two point nine left.
0: Twenty two point nine left for the Flyers, and that's still a good number. I mean, they've still they got their RFAs to sign, but when you think of something, and when you think of that, you know, how much is how much are they going to pay Scott Lawton? How much are they going to pay Ryan Hartman? That's going to be pennies compared to what they've got left to spend. Honestly.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a deeper conversation because I, I have a feeling that, you know, Provorov, Konechny, and Sanheim, they're not signed yet because they're either asking for more term or more money than Fletcher is comfortable with, which, you know, Provorov makes seven. That, that dwindles it quick.
0: You're right. I mean, that's, but let's be honest, you're going to have to pay Provorov. He's our number right. one defenseman,
1: you know? Oh, I'm not, I'm not saying that you, you're not some, that you can't, but, and let's not go too much into tangent, you know, Yeah. they signed, they signed Hayes. Now they got 22.9 left in the cap. We can talk a little bit more about that after we kind of flush out how we feel about the deal and all that stuff. Yeah. But to finish off with the, the terms of this deal, uh, for the first three years of this seven year
0: contract, Hayes has a full no-movement clause, which means the team would need his permission to trade him or to demote him to the AHL, which also means in that time frame, he's not going to be subjected to the expansion draft, which isn't terrible just because Giroux and Niskanen are the only other ones that have any sort of no-movement clause with their contracts, so that's only three guys out of the potential, what, 11 forwards or 11 skaters that you can protect.
1: Right. Is and is Niskanen still going to be on the books when this expansion draft happens? Is it it's not happening next summer, is it? I don't think so. I think so it's the no, following. summer. Niskanen will be summer? off.
0: Niskanen will be off the books then.
1: Don't uh, quote me don't quote me on that though, Derek. I'm not a, I can't really remember, but I don't think it's next summer. I believe yeah. it's the following summer.
0: If it is the following summer, Niskanen will presumably be off the books barring any kind of extension. Um if it's next summer, Niskanen will have one year left on his deal, so they will have to protect him. Okay, so then after the first three years, um, he has a twelve-team no-trade list, which means right he'll have to submit that list now. Um, but once the three years are up, that no movement clause just becomes a, a limited movement. It's not a clause, but you know he's got a right. list that he can go to. Um, so, in in retrospect, we're looking at this deal in a vacuum. Yep. are you happy with the deal they made with Kevin Hayes here?
1: I'm so conflicted with this deal. I go back and forth and I I feel like there's there's just multiple sides to me that feel differently about this. I think that the fan part of me that wants to see this team take a serious step next year is okay with this deal. I'm like, "All right. I think that the the money's a little high and the term is a little long, but let's give it a shot." The media per part of me because that's what we are, you know. When we throw on this cap, or when we start writing, I hate this deal. I think it's I think it's way too much money for someone who just doesn't deserve it. Please explain to me, Derek, how this guy deserves more money than Brock Nelson. I've looked at the numbers and I don't see how it, in it's, seven years. That's a, yeah, I, the, the term is my biggest complaint with this. Yeah. Uh, I me too, man, and it's not just because it's going to clog, you know, roster spots. I just, I feel like we just became subject to a, a not a, sh- a shallow market, I guess.
0: Yeah, at the end of the I day, just, you look at it. Hayes was the best center available right now. Well, right. second best, I should say. Um, but man, somewhere. Matt Duchesne is sitting there smiling and licking oh, his yeah. chops. He sees yep. this deal and he, he's on his phone with his agent saying, hey, you know what I want. Right, at least a live
1: 11 plus. Oh, man. Eh, eleven's pretty steep. Dude, Kevin Hayes has scored over 20 goals once in his career and he's getting over $7 million. If I'm Matt Duchesne, I'm like, well, I'm – twice the player that uh kevin hayes is i want 14 who that'd be interesting i just i just think that this when we were going back and saying that fletcher has a ton of pressure this is a home move
0: yeah and that's it's very evident um i i'm looking through some of his stats you know he had this year was his most successful year and it was the year that was split between the jets and the rangers he had 55 points Um, If he can reach 60 points, which is is damn well possible considering he might be presumably centering uh, Voracek and, I believe, JVR. Those are two guys that could really help. I mean, you sit Van Riemsdyk in front of that net and you have Voracek possessing the puck around the ice, man. Hayes can pick and choose his spots if he wants to.
1: For sure. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's why I like the deal short term. You know, that's what I was kind of saying, like, as a fan, I really don't mind this deal, you know, because I think that it could help us move the needle, as we keep saying, um, forward short term. I just really worry about the implications this is going to have down the road. Yeah,
0: and it's the term, like we said, is my biggest uh, worry because that's seven years. He'll be 34 once this contract expires. And that puts Nolan Patrick at, I believe, 27, 28 years old. Right. Are we going to wait that long for Patrick to take over at 2C given the fact that he was the number two overall pick in the draft a few years back?
1: I think that Nolan Patrick moves to 2C once Nolan Patrick proves he's ready to be 2C. I mean, that could be January of this upcoming season.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: I just think that he needed that removed pressure, which also makes me a little hesitant about this deal because you're paying for something you don't – you might not necessarily need. You might end up paying $7 million for seven years for a 3C.
0: Yeah, that scares me. That, that, But also a point that I've been seeing around Twitter lately also is that you've got Sean Couturier, one of the biggest bargain contracts in the NHL. So right right now you're paying about $11 million, uh, for a one C and a two C not, that's not terrible.
1: No, it's not. And you know, the problem with me too, is like, I cover the prospects, you know? So I, even though, you know, when I'm on pod street bullies, I'm focusing on the flyers as a whole, I can't help but revert back to there because that's kind of like what I'm comfortable with, what my everyday is when it comes to PSN, you know, and I just look at, all of these forward prospects, you know, Morgan Frost, Joel Farabee, Isaac Ratcliffe, Matt Strohm. I mean, who knows who they're going to draft in the first round on Friday? And someone like Hayes just worries me that he's going to then prevent them down the road. You but know, that's I,
0: that's your job, and that brings a really unique contrast to not just this podcast but conversations in general, where you've got knowledge of a different aspect to the Flyers. You know, right. So, I think you know, that having that insight really brings a creative argument to the table.
1: Right. And I mean, we say it all the time you can't bank on the prospects, right? But there are a few that most of us are pretty high on. And yes, there's only four center spots, but there's also only eight wing spots, you know, and someone's going to have to move around. I just hope that there's kind of like a a plan for down the road like I'm just hoping that they looked at this and went okay so this is what it's going to look like this year but then we're going to have these guys start coming up where are we going to move like what are our options you know because you need to look past that one year and that's something Holmgren could never do
0: yeah and I think that you look at the players on the roster right now there's a few that they wouldn't have any problem trading And getting a decent return for, like, you look at guys like Voracek. The cap's a bit of a worry, but there are teams out there that would take Voracek. Um, So, you know, Faraby comes up and just kills it. Faraby replaces Voracek in the lineup. What do we do with Voracek? We ship him somewhere else. I'm not saying that's what is going to happen or that's what needs to happen but there's I'm sure there's got to be some sort of plan in place to deal with the upcoming prospects if they turn out to live up to the potential that we've been bestowing upon them, you know?
1: For sure. For sure. I mean, yeah. So on the surface I'm okay with the deal when you start to dig deeper, you know, especially with the term I'm with you, it's just I just think it was too much for this guy.
0: Yeah, and that's just that's free agency, man. Every year teams overpay, and it's uh, it's just. I mean, think of, think back to last year. Everybody's like, we need a three C, we need a three C, and everybody's like, oh, we could get Nick Shore for like two, three million dollars. It's like, yeah, what's Nick Shore doing right now? Averaging right. less than half a point a game in the KHL. I don't maybe right. not even like he's overseas somewhere. That's right. it, that would have been a ridiculous contract. That would have been stupid.
1: Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, this was it was like. It was the move they had to make. Like there was just no way around it, but it just, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a weird one, isn't it?
0: Yeah. And I think aside from the pressure that Fletcher's facing with Holmgren, he was under some pressure himself because he's thinking, well, I dealt this fifth rounder to get exclusive negotiating race with this guy for an extra week or two. Like I kind of have to sign him or else people are going to be like, what's the point of that deal in the first place?
1: Right. I mean, and pressure even started to get ramped up when, you know, news was coming out that Philadelphia really wasn't Hayes' first choice. You know, I mean.
0: Yeah. That's, yeah. And that could just be smoke. You know, who knows? That right. might just be the agent trying to drive up the price, which. Well, if that wasn't bravo. worth.
1: <laughs> yeah. Bravo to that agent. If he wants to uh, represent us, call us, DM us.
0: Yeah. You know where to find us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Hayes is our two C, uh, presumably. I'm using that word a lot. Presumably. Presumably. Have you been using that word a lot? I it's just today, really. It's. I think
1: I, I think that's the first time I've heard you say that on this show.
0: Well, no, I've been saying it a couple times.
1: Did you? Bob shows you how much I actually am listening.
0: I've got a very extensive vocabulary, John.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, you do. You you do good. I
0: do, I do good. I'll do real good. Um, but, you know, just kind of looking through, he's still somewhat young. I think the potential's yep. there for him to be really good. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> you, you pair him with the right guys, I really think the Flyers have a very formidable top six right now.
1: Yeah. Oh, I agree with you.
0: Yeah. So, he's Hayes – is, Hayes is a Flyer now. We can yep. all rejoice. We can all be happy that we have – someone to plug that hole now we move on what are we moving on to what's next here
1: well i mean it kind of brings you back to the Braun deal because we have a lot of defensemen and now we have even more proven nhl defensemen and i mean i've mentioned to you i've mentioned this to you a few times off the air but i think ghost is gone man i i don't want him to be gone I don't want him to be gone either, but I think it's happening. I think he's going to – there's going to be a trade that brings us another winger.
0: I'm going to tell you a quick story. And we talked okay. about this before we went on, and I'm going to surprise you with this. So All right. I've got a good friend of mine. His name is Charles, and he's big hockey fan, big Flyers fan. You know That's why we get okay. along. So he texted me today while I was at work, and he goes, dude, did you just see the trade? And I'm like, what, what trade? Because let's be honest, like I'm a dork, so I'm refreshing Twitter after he tells me this Like every three seconds. He goes, oh, the Flyers just got Alex Tuck. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And I'm literally like in my head thinking, yes. Yes, yes, a thousand times yes. I'm so excited. And I'm like, where did you hear this deal at? And he's like, oh, dude, it's all over Facebook. And I'm like, well, all over Facebook. I'm like, do you have the link? And he's like, yeah, I'll send it to you. I, let me pull this up real quick because I don't even know the name of this guy. But as soon as I saw it, it's one of those, like, you know, the guy made his own graphic. Um, this right, dude, dot, they, yeah, in Flyers dot, Nation, dot, I dot guess. Gov. Yeah, gov. Okay. Um, this dude named David Alexander shared it to this Flyers Nation Facebook group. And it says, the Knights receive Michael Roffle and next year's first round pick for Alex Tuck. <laughs> and I'm like, no. I'm like, I, I literally responded, what did I say? It's not safe for this podcast right now. I'm like, there's no bleeping way. I go, there's no way they would give up that much for Tuck. And, you know, maybe that's what Vegas is asking. I highly doubt it. But I got excited because you remember a couple weeks that we were talking trade proposals and Alex right. Tuck yep. was the one that really yep. intrigued me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I it was so almost excited. like Chuck heard you. Yeah, I was oh, I was so excited. I was like, "Oh my God, Alex Tuck's going to be a flyer." And then he's like, "Oh, dude, I'm just, I'm like, you're such a
1: jerk, man." So, so he didn't buy it. He was just doing it to mess no, with you.
0: He bought it, but then I'm just like, oh, "There's okay. no way," because like I would, you know, and I, this makes me sound kind of pretentious, but like I, I think I probably would have heard about it, you know? Yeah. Um, we get press releases, we get updates. everybody you know, flyers have a Twitter. They'll announce it there, but they never did. And man, I'll tell you what. That really got my hopes up. And Charles, if you're listening right now, you're the worst friend ever for doing that to me. I'm just kidding, but still,
1: you, Ugh. you got me, you schmuck. You got got. <laughs> I got got. <laughs> um, no, that would have been nice. But back oh, to it. I sure. think ghost is ghost is gone. Yeah, if go if you're gonna look for value. And you are going to
0: look for somebody who's going to help your team out more. Ghost is the guy you trade because who else is dangling out there as trade bait for the Flyers right now? Robert Haig? No, you are not right. going to get people, value from him. People
1: talking about that. I mean, realistically, what is Robert Haig bringing you? A fourth round draft pick? If that? Yeah, I mean, shut up with that crap.
0: <laughs> yeah, as much as I would love to see it, you know, it's just it's it's unrealistic. And you think right now we've got what a third line winger spot to fill? Yep, Maybe. I mean, maybe Haig brings us that kind of value, but I don't see no. it being a third-line third, third line guy. It might be somebody you could float between the lines, but he's a perennial fourth-liner. The
1: if thing that. Is, is, we need someone to make sure that that fourth line of Lawton, Hartman, and Raffle happens. I think that could become one of the better fourth lines in the NHL if we allow that to happen. But if we don't get somebody... Hartman might get pushed up to that third line and that third line doesn't become that great. I don't, you know, but I'm okay with that. Honestly, like if that had to happen, no, I'm not, I'd rather them put up a, bring up um, one of their big prospects. Yeah. Therapy or frost. Yeah. But at the same rate, you got to think right now,
0: as it stands, it's probably going to be Lindblom and Patrick on that third line. Yep. And then, are you going to add another really young guy to that line, or are you going to add a more established, uh, like veteran, to that line? And it not, depends. Not that Hartman's that established veteran, but he's got much more experience than a guy like Farabee or Frost would have.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the name that keeps coming to me is Kapanen. Hmm. I, you know, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um.
0: But what are we going to have to give up?
1: I honestly, I don't know what the value would be, but I think Toronto would take ghost.
0: I think they would too, but there's no way I'm trading it one for one. Toronto's got to give something back. Right. You know, uh, and that's,
1: would you be fine with a pick?
0: Uh, I mean, considering we gave up our second rounder this year, maybe a second rounder, you know, I, because let's be honest, This, and maybe I'm foreshadowing a bit too much, but like, trading Ghost and not getting adequate replacement for him just screams he's going to make us pay down the line.
1: Uh, Are you talking about maybe a little uh, Shen for Van Riemsdyk?
0: Yeah, I mean, look at what Shen did in Toronto compared to what, or not Shen, look at what Van Riemsdyk did in Toronto as opposed to what Luke Shen did here, you know? Right. Shen wasn't terrible, but like... Then he's nowhere near what Van Reems like was.
1: So I just I just pulled up Kapanen's numbers from last year because it 44? was kind of. Yeah, 20 and 24. I wouldn't mind that on the third line, man.
0: No, and he's only going to get better. He's young. Yeah. He's skilled. The guy's got some. He's he's always oh, fast. He'll be
1: 23 at the start of next season.
0: And keep in mind, another option to get Kapanen would be an offer sheet. Yeah. It's it's it's
1: realistic. This is what I think is going to happen. It just came to me. You ready?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Well, let's just say, Captain. But I I'm going to open this up to more of a third line winger type deal. Okay. But Ghost is going to be a part of that deal. All right. They're going to trade Ghost for a winger. We're just going to go ahead and say third line winger, okay. maybe a, a pick or whatever. Then what's going to happen? The Flyers are going to go D. In the draft, in the mm-hmm. first round, because what they're going to do is they're going to hope that that first rounder, by the time that Niskanen leaves, is ready to assume the role that you know was lost by trading Gossisvier.
0: I don't know, man. I just the draft is so tricky for me because I really think there's going to be a, a Caulfield or a Cousins that falls to the Flyers. How do you pass that up to take? You're right, a defenseman.
1: I agree with you on that. But I'm just going with the thought, like the hypothetical of us trading Ghost. Yeah. That – I suffer from thinking two steps ahead all the time. So I'm hoping Fletcher suffers from that too. So I'm just thinking that like if he decides to trade Ghost for a winger – almost drafting d and i know we go into that whole need versus best player available but we've recognized that there's some pretty good defensemen that could be taken in the 11th overall pick oh for sure they go eventually we're going to need someone to replace shane goss's that's where they're going to do it
0: and it almost kind of cancels out the trade at that point except you got to wait a few more years for that defenseman to develop
1: Right. And in that case, you have Niskanen and, and Braun and you know whatever you need to do after that type deal. But you got to think also, and I'm just going to play devil's
0: advocate a bit. Um, right now, the AHL, the Phantoms don't have a ton of defensemen. Right. But when you look at it a little deeper, two steps ahead, <laughs> you've got guys like Adam Yinning, Linus Hogberg, Yegor Zamula. You've got... Yep. Uh, I'm missing one.
1: Yeah, the one. The My one. one.
0: Your one. Yep. Oh, there's two. Two Wyatts. Wyatt Wiley, Wyatt, Wyatt Kalinick. The brothers Wyatt. The brothers Wyatt. You've got a decent amount of defensemen that could pre-
1: presumably sign their ELCs. <laughs> well, see, that's the problem, right? I mean, aside from Zamula, none of them are signed.
0: You're right. And that's they've got one more year, I guess, until they need to be signed. A majority of them do.
1: Majority, yeah. There's a few more that have, two. Like, Knock has, has some time. Yeah. So,
0: you know, it, it's... All hope is not lost with that, but... No. You know, signing, I think... Not signing, good lord. I think drafting, it, it's just, realistically, I do think that there's going to be a forward available that they just can't pass up on. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah. But I'm not opposed to taking defense if the right player slides to us. Like, if for some... <laughs> ridiculous reason like a Bowen Byram slides to 11 like there's no way in hell I would ever yeah, foresee that happening but
1: that's if, not happening yeah. yeah
0: but if the Flyers pass that up just because you know oh we need a forward like I I drive to Philadelphia and slap Chuck Fletcher across the face
1: right you know also I was just thinking I'm going to pose this question for you mm-hmm. so right now the need aside for backup goalie Right. I mean, I guess you could play that too. But aside for backup goalie, the only other need is that third line wing spot. Yep. Ghost. I think we can agree is our trade chip. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Or the or the or the first round pick. Either. I mean, are you trading either of those things for someone who would be a wing on your third line, or are you then going, I'm gonna get a bigger fish <laughs> winger and Bring Konechny, I know you don't like it, but bringing someone like Konechny down to that third line wing. Konechny's shown that
0: he's pretty much putting up similar numbers to Kapanen at this point. Um, right, but he's scoring twenty twenty five goals a year. Um, and I love that line. Yeah, Konechny, Patrick, and Lindblom. Oh, well, I, I no, would love I was it. the about, top line.
1: I'm talking about. The- yeah, yeah. But I mean, but I'm talking no. about Jeru Couturier, and yeah,
0: yeah. And quick side note, I just want to say I was doing like two years ago before the season started, like a show with two other guys here at PSN. One was isn't with us anymore, and the other still is. But I was the only one of the three to say that connecting was going to be on the top line. The other two said Jordan Wheel. So
1: look at you
0: suckers. Um, <laughs> but no, I do like that top line with those three mentioned. But I'm not opposed to it because the end result makes the team better right now
1: right well and if you trade ghost or the first the first round pick which i don't think they're going to do now especially because they traded their second round pick but still you know until it doesn't happen it's still a a chance trading either ghost or the first round pick if you're doing it for someone who's going to get third line minutes then you're like you said earlier you have to get something else in return
0: yeah, there's got to be something else coming back to make up for the fact that you're not getting an equal return, you know? Right. Yeah. So, implications moving forward with these um the draft, you know, what we, I think we kind of touched on that a bit. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you think that the mindset is changing with these moves being made?
1: I think I think if they trade ghosts, they'll go defense. I really do. I think there's just some, you know, more eat Sider, you know, uh Broberg seems to be climbing up. I don't necessarily agree with that. Soderstrom, I think if they trade Ghost, they're going to select a defenseman.
0: Okay. Now,
1: I'm not saying I think that they should. I'm just saying that I I think they will.
0: You're right. No, I I agree. Um I think if we're talking implications over all of these moves, and I guess moving forward, what the next move is, mm-hmm. there's you can't dispute it. They've got to lock up these RFAs.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. Well, because you need to know what you have left to play with. That's the concerning thing with these deals. Fletcher's making like I'd I'd be even more comfortable with it if we had our RFAs locked up. Oh, one hundred percent, yeah. Because we have this money that, like, we're still not a hundred percent sure how much it's going to cost. You know, yeah. we can assume,
0: you know, all we want now that Provorov might get seven million dollars and Me might get four and Sanheim might get four or five, but you know, that's sixteen, and that leaves us with six about six million dollars left to spend in free agency to fill a third-line winger spot, you know? Well, Not to and, mention but, Lawton. Lawton and Hartman, right? Yeah, and you got Justin Bailey as well. But I think he, he, either he's gone or he's staying with Lehigh Valley or he's just going to continue to get called up, sent back down, called up, sent back down.
1: Right, he's more of like a tender kind of guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd put a tender on him. There's no, you know, what, and I don't think they'd get any compensation for him because I don't think anybody's offering over, like, a million dollars for him. Agreed. Yeah. So, you know, I guess as for what's next, that for me is what is next.
1: Um, I agree with you. I got a a side question. Are you worried at all that these three aren't signed? Do you think like something's not working out and it might wind up with one of them being traded?
0: The more the time goes by, the more I worry. But that's natural. Um, Right. I really I don't think that they're going to trade any of the three, and right. the fan in me doesn't want them to, and no, like, does looking at it objectively, it just wouldn't make sense, because, yeah, you can sit here and say, oh, we have a plethora of defensemen, it's like, okay, are you really going to want to get rid of your best defenseman then, or right. s- potentially second or third best defenseman, like, Sandheim's a bit more expendable, but that's not saying he is expendable, you know?
1: Right. It just it, it wouldn't make sense. I guess the reason I asked was because when you're getting to this point, you're starting to think maybe the two sides are having a really hard time agreeing on a contract.
0: You're right, and I think Provorov's agent probably I, I don't I don't know like I can't I don't think like an agent. I you know obviously right. the main mindset is get my client the most money because then I make money, but like you're going to give the guy term? Are you going to want term as an agent or are you going to want that bridge deal? He proves it and then he really cashes in, you know?
1: Right. Because, I mean, he didn't have a great year last year. Like, yeah. if, I'm, I would almost imagine, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're Chuck Fletcher, you want term because you're probably going to be paying him less based on production from last year. If you're Provorov, you'd probably want a bridge deal.
0: Imagine signing Provorov to like an eight-year deal. That's $6 million a year unrealistic honestly in my opinion but like you've got that guy till he's 28 29 years old and he's making six million dollars a year that's a giant bargain if he lives up to the potential exactly yeah and then you know you think connect me i don't you know i think sandheim's the most likely out of the three to get a bridge deal because he's still not at his ceiling obviously right but he proves it man he could go somewhere and be a top pairing defenseman like right off the bat if he doesn't work out in Philly and they don't bring him back
1: yeah <coughs> yeah i mean i think i think the problem with Pro- proverov is that he he wants a bridge deal and fletcher doesn't
0: yeah and fletcher's smart for not giving into that um, Right. if that's the case that's the kind of guy you lock up and do exactly what we were just talking about yep yeah so I guess to cap things all off, you know, we all know what happened so far this off season. We've had a Gudis in trade with salary retained on the Flyers' behalf. Andrew McDonald's been bought out. Justin Braun has been acquired for two picks, one this year, one next year, and we've had Kevin Hayes sign on with the Flyers for seven years, seven point one four two million dollars a year. Yeah, um, it's it's been fun it has like this doesn't happen for the, this hasn't happened with the flyers for the past 4 years 5 years
1: right it's great to be able to talk about these things not only in hypotheticals but they're actually happening
0: and it gives us something to do on a wednesday night <laughs> right
1: well that's the thing too i mean you can disagree with the specific moves but i feel like as a fan you can't hate the fact that we're being active I, it brings us a sense of entertainment you know, to the sport that the Flyers really didn't have. Like, how entertaining was signing Dale Weese and junk like that?
0: Yeah, like, this is ultimately making the team better, and that's good, and people should like that. Yeah, we can sit here and bicker till the cows come home about, you know, term and AAV and stuff like that of the sort, but at the end of the day, we're not the ones dishing out that money. What does that money have to do with us? Right. You know, so... I think, I guess, I'm going to pitch this to you. And okay. we didn't really talk about this because it just kind of came up and I'm trying to fill time. But there's going to be another move made. Yep. What's it going to be?
1: <coughs> oh, man. I don't know. I'm going two ways on this. Okay. And we're n- we're not talking about the RFAs because, like, that's yeah. that—that's a given. Yeah, I have a gut feeling Ghost is going to be traded for a winger. Okay, um, that's my one. But if I were to pick like a one B, maybe we trade for a backup goalie.
0: Hey, we, I'm standing on the same ground as you. I yeah, think I, the goalie market's just kind of thin this year. Uh, for what we're looking for you know right we're looking for a backup essentially but we're also looking for a backup that could potentially be a 1b right um there's not a lot out there that would accept that type of role and the ones that would accept that type of role are probably going to go somewhere and accept a starting role because they're better than that you know right um but yeah i'm with you i'm of the same breath i think that Goss Despair will end up getting traded as much as it pains me to say because, one, he's got the most value and he'll bring in the most value in a trade. Two, trading Robert Haig is just going to bring in a player that we've just become so accustomed to bringing in these past couple years under Hextall because the big splashes aren't something we're used to and, you know, it, they didn't work. It's as simple well. as that.
1: Honestly, though, Derek, maybe maybe Hagen a pick gets you a backup goalie.
0: That's true. That you know, is true.
1: But it would, I mean, my guess is it would have to be Hagen a third, right? Yeah,
0: or, that would leave us without a pick in the second, third. third—or No, we have two third-round picks, I believe.
1: I believe you're right. Yeah,
0: so we'd still have a third-round pick, but...
1: And I don't know what the going market is for backup goalies. I'm not even going to pretend. But, like, if we were to – I feel like we have to trade a defenseman. Like, that, that's that got to happen. We have 900 of them.
0: You know who is available through free agency this year for goalie, though? Who? Anthony Top Shut up. Come on home, baby. Come on home. Oh, <laughs>
1: enough of that.
0: All right. You enough know of what? that. Whatever. Put your bias
1: aside. Uh, Yeah. I mean, whatever with that guy. Like, it would have been nice, but people, you know, because we traded him, people make him better than what he was.
0: He's better than Cam Talbot, in my opinion.
1: Well, Jesus, I'm better than Cam Talbot. No? (laughs) You're doing the clicky thing with the little beep-beeps, aren't you? It's it's the womp-womp. Um, it was either it was that like, or the cricket crickets. Sound. Yeah, yeah, you would have been better with the crickets. If the I crickets had like our Wait What, what intro
0: it, without the tweet sound, I'd have played that too. But <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, um, no. yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. So no, but I do, I do think that Ghost is going to get moved. But if it's not Ghost, it's going to be, you know, Hague or even Moran.
0: Yeah, I honestly, as much as I would love to see what we have in Morin and giving him some time now that he's not hurt. It's just, I mean, what's his ceiling, you know, with guys like Provrov, Sanheim, if ghost, if ghost stays, what's Morin's ceiling? Is he really going to be a top four guy?
1: Yeah, no, yeah. at this point. Yeah.
0: Some other team may value him higher than we do right now. And we should right. cash in on that. Um, So sorry, all you Morin fans, but, you know, reality is a real poop head. Yeah, that exactly. (laughs) Um, So in conclusion here, folks, it has been a wild off season so far, and we haven't even gotten to the draft. Free agency is an afterthought after that. And boy, are we in for even more of a wild ride, I'm assuming.
1: (laughs) Yeah, boy, I'm not planning on sleeping really this weekend. Yeah,
0: it's gonna be a long weekend, I have a feeling, but it's gonna give us plenty to talk about when our episode comes out Monday morning. <laughs> yep. Yeah, For so sure. folks, this has been the Pod Street Bullies and John, where are we gonna be able to find you, my friend?
1: You can find me at Twitter at John P Gove. If you jump on there now you'll be able to find me chugging a beer. That was kind of fun. Uh you can also find my articles at Philly Sports Network. I'm doing a lot of draft stuff over the weekend. So, yeah.
0: And I'm Derek. You can find me at PuckBobPSN on Twitter. I write the occasional article, but I mainly focus on this because this has been a lot of fun for us, and we are having a ton of fun with it and actually experiencing a little bit of success. Oh,
1: yeah. in <laughs> our pockets, baby. <clears throat> oh, yeah.
0: Um, but... <clears throat> I don't know why I'm coughing so much right now. (laughs) I can't
1: imagine why.
0: Who knows? But Mm. um, yes, folks, this has been the Street Bullies. You could call it an emergency podcast, but it really wasn't. It's just kind of a recap. We felt it necessary to talk about the Hayes deal because it's a big deal. Um, But please feel free to get onto iTunes and review us and please write a nice review. We could use a few. Um, For sure. Yeah, tell us how much you love us. Don't tell us how right. much you hate us. We don't need to hear that kind of negativity. Right. Um, but if you hate us, why are you listening to us in the first place?
1: Right. <laughs> uh, at this, so, point, <laughs> at yeah. this point, you know what, you, what we're bringing to the table.
0: Exactly. So that concludes this show, folks. And thank you for listening. We will be back on Monday morning, recapping the draft, talking what's going on, and any big news that happens. You'll hear it here. So have a wonderful morning, evening, afternoon, whenever you listen to us. Take care, folks. Bye now.